Here we go. Another episode of Father and Son Podcast featuring Curtis and Anthony, although... Anthony, you still haven't convinced Chad Lopez, the Capo di Tutti, in charge of WABC to change that? I have not uh, changed that yet. Uh, I have, I tried to spoke with Chad Lopez about changing the uh, the names to be switched. Well, you got to tell him A before C, Anthony before Curtis, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right in the alphabet. But anyway, I know you're working on that, and eventually... Uh, we will see that you will progress to that level where you can say father and son with Anthony. Oh, no, I'd have to say son and father, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. Son and father with Anthony and Curtis. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good name. And uh, in one of the upcoming episodes, you're going to have to explain to me what all the um, medallions that you have on your beret, the that you have festooned on your red sateen jacket. Boy, that'll take up a podcast alone to be able to describe everything on your beret and everything on your jacket. That's right. Well, all through the all through of the ages that I've been with the Garden Angels, I've earned these patches for a very, very long time. All city patrols, 2008 patrols, these medallions represent I earned these ah, through strength well, and with family of well, the angels. We're going to discuss that in a future podcast. But today, when I was growing up, long before you were born, Anthony, there was a very famous commercial on TV. Choo Choo Charlie was an engineer. Choo Choo Charlie was an engineer. Good and plenty, plenty good. Good and plenty, plenty good. Choo Choo Charlie was an engineer. <laughs> good and plenty, plenty good. Good and plenty, plenty good. And... It was very successful. People would buy good and plenty candy and end up having to go to the dentist because it would sort of knock your teeth off and give you cavities. But it was a great commercial. And that leads us into the subject matter of today. I remember when you were just a little boy many years ago. I took you to Edison, New Jersey, where there was a train show. You remember that? The yes. miniature trains? I remember it, and I also, I really did remember it. I loved steam engines when I was a little kid, and um, when I got older, a lot of the things that I had are plastic trains, was mostly Thomas the Tank Engines. Thomas the Tank Engine. Now, I took you to the show at the Beacon Theater, if you remember. It was so loud, we had to leave. Oh, yeah, that's true. But that was the Thomas the Tank Engine show with all the various... Do you remember the names of any of the trains? Ah, uh, yes. Thomas, Percy, Gordon, Henry. There's a lot of trains. Nowadays, a lot of the kids that I grew up with, the, the generations of YouTubers now, starting to see what has it became... From 1982 to the present day, it's starting to get really, really creepy. All right, but before we go there, let's go back to Thomas the Tank Engine. What was the island that they were on? Do you remember the islands? The island was Sodor, which was... Sodor, okay. In, uh, it was kind of a channel between Ireland and England. Hmm. But it was kind of the middle of the ocean. Sodor. That's right. And who was in charge of Sodor? 
the uh, the person who was in charge at the time was Sir Topham Hatt. However, he was a wanted criminal uh, back in the 1982. You're kidding. Yeah. Sir Topham Hatt was a wanted criminal? Yeah, because what happened was in, like, future episodes, they had a steam engine take away its tracks and and just started to break up on him. I'm wow. like, this is how a, a steam engine in a children's show, what's the logic? I started to ponder on this. Like, what's the message behind this? Mm, the message, what was the guy's name again? Sir Topham Hatt. Sir Topham Hatt, I remember that well. And what was that helicopter that also would hover over? What was the name of the island again? Oh, so- Sodor Island. Yes. Do you remember the name of the helicopter? I forgot what the name of the helicopter was. I may have to go back to watch all those episodes. Yeah, and yeah. See. Oh, boy. There were a lot of episodes. Oh, yeah. They made a very good book about that. And you, they made a book. Did you have a favorite engine? I had the favorite engine was not Thomas these days, oh. but more of Gordon or Henry. Gordon. And Gordon was the powerful engine, right? Ah, yes. Gordon, the powerful engine. Loves the Express. It's kind of what is kind of like the four and the five Express trains. And uh, uh, so you had Gordon, and then you had who was Henry, right? Right. Why did you like the train Henry? I guess it it just sort of reminds me of they used to be humans, and then the scientifically experiment was turning people into machinery. Mm. And it was so mind-boggling, like, wow. So that could have been uh, a concept of rage against the machine, that heavy metal group, rage against the machine. Yeah, it was kind of like that. But now on that island of Sodor, wasn't a very big island, right? Yeah, it wasn't a too big island. I mean, I, Staten Island is bigger than Sodor, right? Yeah, it's uh, even Ireland is bigger than Staten Island, kind of compared to it. So the trains would just go round and round Sodor, right? Yeah, but they had a lot of uh, different lines, and they had their own uh, routes and everything, passengers. But it was it was also in kind of like in the England times, yes. like. During the 1800s, mm. during the 19th century, but during the 20th century, uh, a lot of the steam engines are getting really scrapped and thrown away. The darkest episodes of Thomas the Tank Engine, which I've seen, and that actually scarred me as a kid. Scarred you? It scarred me. Wow. And what was that episode? It was Thomas Percy trying to save this one engine from being scrapped metal. Sparks, chains, crushing them. I mean, it was just terrifying to a little child. Wow. And you were about how old? I was about six or five years old when I saw that episode, and it was still in my mind. To this day, you're 18. To this day, I still remember that episode, and I'm like, nope, this should not exists on a children's show. Do you uh, ever whistle to yourself the uh, Thomas the Tank Engine theme? No, because when I got older, I was like 13, I stopped playing with that. And I'm like, 
let me just bury this. So this way, I could never remember what happens in that kind of a dark past. Wow, boy, this was traumatic for you. It was traumatic. Woo! Woo! So then, I remember you started riding the trains with me to Coney Island. Yes. And remember, that's how you uh, memorized the alphabet? I remember how to memorize the alphabet, all those trains, and I love those. And... We even got an article years later. In the New York Times. Yeah. It talked about how I would take you on Saturdays to Coney Island. And what would we do when we got to Coney Island? What was the first thing we would do? The first thing that we do on Coney Island, I love everything about Coney Island because it was such a a history to me of any rise that I just love. Mm. And I think also during back in your campaigns, I remember I saw you there. Mm. I was like, what you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) And remember, when we would get to Stillwell Avenue, the last stop in Coney Island, we would go across the street to Nathan's Famous. And what Uh would we have there? We had a hot dog and some fries. That's right. Who oh, does not love so those? So good. It was so good. At the last stop in Coney Island. So if you took the D train, the N train, it was just great. The F train. That's right. And that's how you learned your letters. That's how I learned it. And then when taking the IRT, you learned the numbers because of the number trains, right? That's right. And what are the number trains now? There's the one, the two, the three, the four. Nine, that used to be a thing in the past. Now they got rid of that. And then there's six, seven. Yeah, wow. They got rid of the nine train. Yeah, whatever happened to the nine train? The nine train actually stopped running between 1990 and 2005. Mm. And remember I took you to the store in Grand Central? Oh, yeah. That had all the T-shirts? That's right. That was a famous place. Years went by, and that still went nowhere. Mm. Now, what was your favorite train shirt out of all the trains? What line was your favorite? That could have been the number six. The number six train. Is there a reason for that, Anthony? The number six train is so special because I live right next to the six train before the Q train actually built. Ah, and uh, did you like riding the six train up and down? That's right, because nowadays I actually patrol those stations, you know, just to see what's going on with the station. And if you see a problem on those stations, what will you do? If I see a problem, there's two options I could do. If there was a, if I see an angel, I would just communicate with them. Then I would get the cops involved. Either if the cops doesn't not get involved, we'll have to use force. Mm. Mm. Oh, force. That's from all your karate training, right? That's right. Not only just the karate, but as one of your videos explains how we do it Mm. in New York City. Because New Yorkers don't play. Ah, that's right. That's right. Guardian Angels don't play either. But now let's talk about the Blue Comet in New Jersey. What is the Blue Comet? Ah, yes. The Blue Comet. One of New Jersey's favorite 
It was the most famous train back in the early 19th century.、Mm. During the age of the Industrial Revolution, it was、uh, from New York to New Jersey, and it was so famous that they wanted to have passengers on for many reasons.、Uh, I couldn't explain many reasons, but for politicians, wanted to go from, from the east ones to the west ones, could be to the north to the south. Could be from Washington, D.C. back to New York, where it all started. It could be all of those. The lines could connect from New York to New Jersey any, any time of the day. Now, would that be into Penn Station? Could be into Penn Station as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, what uh, route did the Blue Comet take? As my、uh, researching explanations could be, it was from, I would say, from Hoboken. That's where it was first built. And then the line extended to West New Jersey, then up to New York, and the last stop would have been Penn Station. Wow. That was a long route, right? The longest route ever from New York to New Jersey.、Mm. And why did people like the Blue Comet? The,、uh, the people were fascinated of this new technology. I mean, to us, it doesn't look like new technology, but it, in, during the 19th century, the government really wanted to have more expansions on the, on the lines so this way people can travel faster, more efficient. But as years went by, the steam engines have a lot of problems because you had to keep using、uh, coal. And、uh, sparks would fly. It's just, it wasn't a really good one.、Mm, mm, I see. And、uh, are there any blue comets that are left that people still ride in New Jersey? These days in 2022, there has not been a, a blue comet, but there's one, I think, in somewhere in a railway station that is still there, but both tracks. Lead to nowhere and just one car there.、Mm. The remaining parts of the New Jersey Blue Comet is very unknown where it is today. Mm. Mm. So now, did it have a caboose, the last car? That's right. It has a caboose and everything because without a train car,、uh, the caboose would never be there in the first place. What was the purpose of the caboose? The purpose of the caboose is to see if the,、um, the passenger could see other trains go by or the conductor see if there was、uh, another train in help. Like it ran out of steam, it could just、uh, connect it to each other, just like the old、um, MTA worker trains today. Now, was this steam powered? Steam powered was the new technology during the 19th century. Uh, during the 20th century,、uh, it got rid of it、mm. because it was not that, it wasn't good at the time.、Mm. People were complaining how it was too noisy, too much sparks, it was too loud as well. It was just not great. During、uh, 1904, we resolved from having steam engines to electric powered cable cars. And then we created our subway system. So, New Jersey, during those decades of the 20th century, had its own first cable cars. Ah. 
and which you would have pref which would you have preferred? I would preferred like sure the 19th century was a time of the new technology and everything, but we gotta have a cleaner source. I would say electric powered, because we're not in the 18th century nowadays. Because electric powered is just far more cleaner. During the 19th century, everything was just fogged, too much. It was just not enough technology to see what new revolutions was. So the uh, how did they get the steam in the engine? What did they? What was the fuel? The fuel was coal, mm. which it was from mines from underground, and then they sold it to train markets mm. to keep that steam powered going all through days and nights. As soon as the government in the 20th century, during 1901, the Blue Comet ran from 1901 to 1905. Mm. And it was the last train ever to be produced. And how did the coal produce the steam? So you open the box and you have a fireplace. So as two drivers, one is driving the train on this side and you have another to put the, uh, the coal. They would shovel a huge amount of coal mm. and then put it in the fireplace. Mm which that also creates the, the steam mixed with the water. Heat and fire mixed with the steam, and it shoots out of it, and it makes it go faster. But we didn't know it at the time because it was, it was quite difficult at those times. Did it create a lot of pollution? Yes, it did create a lot of pollution. That's why the people in the 19th century did not like the idea of steam trains because it could, because it could break down in any moment. Maybe it could just on, um, could just break down. Maybe the wheels are just so old, or any sort of technical difficulties was not the right solution. Now, did the cold. Blue Comet engine, did it pull passengers? It did. Mm. It pulled many passengers, including politicians, mm. those ages, and high official ranking officers to wartime, just like 1917. Mm. The World War I. Yeah, and that was the last uh, Blue Comet ever produced in those types of factories and then they ship it on the rails, and then they would use it for wartime to make uh, a soldier kind of train, like a, mil like a military kind of train. Yes, yeah. Now, could you actually get a meal on the uh, Blue Comet? Was there like a little restaurant on the train? Yeah, they actually did have a uh, dining car. Oh. A dining car is where you... It was back then when train companies were like, hmm, we should add a restaurant car oh. into our trains. So this way, if you are running a long journey from Washington, D.C. to your homeland, County York or something, that you might want to grab a bite to eat. Uh, would they serve alcohol on the train? They serve alcohol. They serve food on there, maybe parties, 
any way that you want it on those types of uh, train cars. Well, it sounds like you would have liked to have been a passenger on the Blue Comet train. That's right. Mm-hmm. As soon as my researches are so much, it's been around for over 100 years. Wow. And New Jersey don't really want to use that because it could create pollution in today's modern society. Thank God we actually have a perfect solution that we're going to keep the, uh, the electric-powered ones instead of the, the old steam ones. Well, we started, we were talking about Choo Choo Charlie, the engineer. Good and plenty, plenty good, good and plenty, plenty good. And then we talked about which the engine in Sotar, what was that? Ah, yes, Thomas the Tank Engine. That's right, Thomas the Tank Engine, and who was the guy in charge there? That's right. Sir Topham Hat. And you said he was wanted by the law? He was wanted by the law because of his many experiments on the Sodor Island. Wow. And you were traumatized by Thomas the Tank Engine. That's right. I never wanted to watch Thomas the Tank Engine because I heard a lot of stories about Thomas used to be once a child and turn into an engine. Wow. And this is great. Well, Anthony, I want to thank you. Another episode... Number six. Uh, number six, a father and son, Curtis and Anthony. You can get all your podcasts, not just a father and son, on WABCradio.com, but all the hosts and hostesses at WABC. And any programs that you couldn't listen to live on the radio, you can get in podcasts. That's right. Even Spotify. Ah, and how else can you hook into your YouTube and the other platforms you have, Anthony? Ah, yes. I could plug that in. Just go to my YouTube channel.com, theslayerYT.com. And also check out Curse's podcast show at CurseLeva.com. That's right. And what's your nickname? The Slayer YT. The Slayer YT. YT. Wow, the Slayer YT. We're going to have to have a program just to discuss why you chose the name Slayer. That's right. Episode 7, coming soon. That's right. So don't go anywhere. It's father and son. It may be a name change to son and father. It may be changed from Anthony to Curtis or back to Curtis and Anthony. So stay tuned. Next time, same time, same place, same podcast. That's right. And I'll see you, my viewers, in the next episode.